Ladies and gentlemen, we are back at it again. You are in the club, powered by Club Colors. I am so excited today to bring a fantastic guest. And man, he better be an amazing guest because this guy is a public speaking coach. He's an agent. He's an absolute rock star. He is highly sought after in not only the collegiate market, but also for corporations. He's booking amazing guests across the land. He's an author. He's written a book called MII Human Optimization Plan. It's 64 days of motivational quotes and thoughts and curriculum. It's off the hook. You got to buy that book and we're going to get into that. And uh, this guy has represented dozens of expert professional speakers and he's placed them at colleges and corporations across the land to help transform and optimize the lives of those audience members. Joe Johnston, what is happening? Let's go, man. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited. I'm pumped to be here. Uh, we've been connected for a little while and I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to finally be in the club, man. So let's get this going. We are going clubbing. Here's the thing. We, uh, we did have some conversation and I just want to tell you here in public on the airwaves that we are still in conversation as we continue to scale and progress. And uh, hopefully That's we it. can partner here shortly. So I'm really, really yeah. curious because as you know, I like to speak and I love your content on uh, LinkedIn and on social. And I've had Zoom calls with you and you're ultra dynamic, but you're not only coaching folks, you're the head coach of MMI or MII professional speaking uh, and an entrepreneur. I'm curious, what makes for a tremendously inspiring and effective speaker these days? It's a great question, man. And I think, I think to it, it's like, it's everything is subjective in this world, but I think the number one thing that is always going to be like top of the list for most meeting planners, most individuals that we work with is an inspirational and transformational and engaging story, right? If we can walk someone through, whether it's, you know, a brain cancer survivor, someone who has overcome adversity, someone who has gone from, you know, overcome alcohol addiction and become a high level entrepreneur, whatever the story is, climbed Mount Everest, like if you have a story and you're able to convey that to an audience in an engaging and inspiring way, that is always like, that's like top of the list of generally what meeting planners are looking for. Now, off of that, it's not about all, just having a story. It's being able to convey that in a manner that again is engaging, that is inspiring, that is motivational, that gets people feeling a certain way, right? If you can get people leaving that presentation or during that presentation, you can spark that feeling in them. You can spark that energy where they relate it to their own lives and then they want to go out and make a change as it relates to you know their leadership abilities, as it relates to their daily habits, as it relates to who they are as a parent, as it relates to who they are as a husband, as a wife, whatever. If you're able to get the emotions going where you can start to spark change, whether it's, again, through your story, through your expertise, through your experiences, I think that's the biggest thing, man. Because again, the, the biggest thing I tell all of our speakers that we coach, that I represent, that I try to remind myself as well, is like, you're getting books to solve problems. You're getting paid to solve specific problems. And so again, whether you do that through your story, whether you do that through your expertise, your experience, or ideally all three of them, um, that is ultimately what we're trying to do is provoke action in a creative way that's unique to you to get other individuals, the individuals in the audience to change their lives in a direction that we want them to go positively. And Joe, that's the coolest thing about what you're doing because there is kind of a meet and greet with some of these speakers. 
uh, where those that are the stewards to the brand, where you're placing this speaker with that brand, can talk about the message, the initiative, the goal, the outcome that they are looking to achieve with their audience, their staff members, whomever that might be. And so these are not speakers that have a canned pitch, have a canned story. Mm -hmm. They have a story. They have a personal brand. They have life experiences, but they're able to kind of um, cater to or modify the story to make sure that it's consistent with the brand message that your end user wants. Is that correct? 100%, man. And it's funny that we're having this conversation because um, I'll tell a quick story in full transparency. I just had a gig last night and I missed that a little bit. Like full transparency. I want to be completely honest here, right? Like Holy that's my God. highest so value. You're, human? It's you're like, human? Oh my gosh. A real a human, human man? A you know you Somebody told the truth. Yeah, <laughs> so you're not. That's it, bro. It'd be a crazy world if I made this much money. It's like, man, like, and I missed it a little bit, right? And I knew what the meeting point or why I knew the pain points we were going to hit on. But for whatever reason, we just kind of missed the mark. And I was, I was coming more from, hey, this is my message. And look, it still landed very well sure. with the audience. We've got audience feedback and it's good. But again, the meeting planner and I know, hey, you were brought in to, yes, deliver your unique message and bring our spin onto it, right? And solve the pain points that we specifically talked about. And, and I had a conversation with the meeting planner. and We're continuing conversations, like taking full responsibility for that. And it's a great learning lesson because, yes, to your point, it's like, Meeting planners, individuals, they're bringing you in to convey your message in a unique manner, right? To hear your experiences in a unique manner. And in our pre-event process, when, when the meeting planner says, we want to book you in between that and actual event day, we're having deep discovery calls where we're not only locking down the logistics, paperwork, finances, all that yeah. stuff, but we're also getting very deep into like what makes this a successful program for you. What makes this uh, like literally, oh my God, I should have paid you triple yeah. what we paid you because you knocked it out of the park. Stuff. And the way to do that is to understand. Totally, man. Yeah. And the, the way to do that is understanding the pain points, understanding what they're trying to accomplish, what they're struggling with. And now my speaker myself can go in and say, cool, got it. Okay, this is where I'm going to uniquely put that into my program. And here's the power of it. Now it's not coming from the, like we've talked about, it's not coming from the head of sales who we hear from every single Monday and we're, we're, we're sick of it. It's not coming from the CEO. It's not coming from your director. It's a similar message coming from a unique perspective and an external source. And there's something about that that can click and hit an audience in a right way that even though it's the same thesis that's been preached week after week by the internal folks, you come in from an external engaging way third party. and it can really move mountains and, and move the needle. Yeah. Third party persuasion is absolutely fantastic, but I really want to touch on the fact of what you just said and the fact that you were vulnerable and authentic coming from a head coach of a professional speaking, uh, inspirational speaking and, and all those things, that is a unique thing because you would think when you listen to these speakers, they're all perfect. They're all amazing. If you do it this way, your teeth will be white. You'll be the tallest person. Your hair will grow back and you'll be able to dunk from the free throw line and to have somebody come mm-hmm. on and go, Hey, look, this is, this is authentic. But it also goes back to this kind of method and theory that I have with a really transformational speaker is that people in an audience like people on the climb. They like the people, they don't like the people that just got out of bed and they're winners. They like the people, as you Mm -hmm. mentioned, that have mental issues themselves, that have uh, overcome addiction, overcome abuse, overcome failure, and now have figured out a way 
so that they can teach you that way so you never have to deal with it or you're able to overcome it faster than they were. And that is just so impactful. So that leads me to my next question. Why should those that want to get into public speaking get a little bit of traction and get a little bit of experience before working with somebody like yourself? I mean, you're an agent. You're you're the Scott Boris of corporate and university (laughs) speaker placement, right? You're placing these speakers that have experience with, uh, you know, organizations. Why should folks you know, have, give you a little bit of, of space and get a little traction underneath them before they interact with you? Yeah, it's a great question, right? And it, it's not even almost why they should do it. It's it's the matter of like, it's literally a necessity. And I'll tell you why. It's because like in the agency world, it, no one's going to touch you. Like if you're not, I, like I'll be completely honest, if someone can't command and hasn't commanded a minimum $15,000 fee and like usually it's 20K plus, but if they're not commanding 15K plus, there's no reason for me to put them on their on, on my roster, right? Because I tell everyone, it's like, look, man, I'm not short of talent. I got talent. Yeah. I got 15, 20, 30K speakers. Yeah. Like we're still going out and finding the meeting planners as well. That's what I'm hunting for. I don't need more experts. I got a, I got a drove of them that, hey, I got a $20,000 gig that you're a perfect fit for. I, I, I got those people who want to do that. And I think, again, the biggest misconception with new speakers is one, they don't really necessarily understand the business side of things. And two, they think for whatever reason that, hey, I can just hire an agent. I'll just pay an agent or an agent will represent me and take a commission. And again, as someone who is, is the head and the head agent of a professional speaking agency, I'm not going to be looking at you. You know what I mean? And no other agencies or bureaus are looking at you. Is their old saying of when you want the agents, they don't want you. When you want the bureaus, they don't want you. And when the bureaus and agencies want you, you don't need them because you're booked out to the nines. Right. Um, and so we teach all our speakers that we coach um, new speakers. It's like build the system internally, build the system internally, build up, get to the point where you have so much business. You don't know what to do with yourself and you're overbooked. And then we can look at agencies and bureaus. And at that point, you won't even need it. But the second point is as well is like, look, man, like you want to do those free reps, right? Like there are even some times now where it makes sense for me or one of my speakers to maybe do a free rep or, you know, go down to the local chamber of commerce because you're trying out new material. Because again, like there's one thing to go and speak on a podcast and, and I'm not downplaying podcasts. I love podcasts. There's another, it's another skill set to get up in front and hold an audience for 45 to 60 minutes, right? Where you are the star of the show. They are coming here, they're paying you. And so you want to get those reps. You want to go out and bomb a couple times before you're commanding a fee um, because it's a serious deal. When people are shelling out cash, it's like the pressure is on. It is on you to deliver and you want to have that tight. You want to be like, hey, I got this down. I know how to do this. I am a professional. And so you're going to feel more comfortable the more reps you get and you're going to be a more marketable asset. The more success you have, you know, the better that you're on at your own craft, the better that your message is, it's going to be easier to sell yourself and to get yourself on stages as opposed to just kind of starting out from scratch um, and trying to and trying to start from there. So coming out of college, I want to be a stand-up comedian. So I started doing open mic nights, right? Ah, uh, yes. This is John Morris, host of In the Club, powered by Club Colors. I am so excited today to talk to you about our sponsor for this episode, SalesCast. SalesCast is the operating system for the B2B podcasting community of sales, marketing, and revenue professionals. They have an inclusive online community, courses, tutorials, events, guest matching, and even 
world-class managed production services. Their mission is to connect 100 million sellers to the power of story. Thanks again, SalesCast. Enjoy the show. And I learned this thing called comedic trust. And it's really interesting when your first minute, you know, depending upon how long you have up on stage, hits, your first joke hits, they trust that the next few jokes are going to be great. If the first minute doesn't pop, then you are struggling to gain that that, uh, comedic trust with the audience, right? And that's the same thing that you're talking about with with public speaking is, uh, you know, Kevin Hart, when he goes and does a, a stadium tour, he goes to small clubs and just shows up and does some of those smaller acts just to kind of get a feel, to get a vibe for what works. And he tries a whole bunch of stuff until he can put together his total brand story. We'll call brand story for him. It's an act that he then takes to stadiums and that's how he's able to sell the big tickets. So in theory, that's what you're talking about is folks have to have, you know, have enough uh, repetition with smaller audiences to be able to command somebody to pay a thousand dollars to watch them speak. Dude, 100%, 100%. And, uh, you know, it's, I was talking to a a good speaker friend of mine and he's one of our speakers in our agencies. One of the top, uh, one of the top keynote speakers for association annual conferences. His name is Lee Rubin and he's been in the space, you know, decades called him last night after this speech. And I was like, Hey man, it's what I went. I was talking to the meeting planner. I was like, did you, have you ever had that happen to you? He goes, man, about two and a half weeks ago, I had that happen to me. And let me tell you something. I was about to quit speaking forever, man. I was about to. And so I'm telling this story because he, you know, we had a deep conversation of like, He's like, bro, I'm still trying out material. Mm-hmm. You know, I get, he gets, you know, paid a lot of money, but he's like, dude, I'm, he's like, I'm treating this new keynote that I'm building like Dave Chappelle putting together a new act. Yeah. And so there's one thing to talk about the business side of speaking, which I talk about a lot and I'm very fond on and I could talk about that all day, but there's also the art of speaking. It's very similar to comedy. It's like, you got to be fresh, man. You got to be doing that material all the time. John, my best speeches are when I've gone on the road for two, three weeks I've done the speech two, three, four times. Dude, by that fourth speech, knock it out. Oh, yeah. I got that thing down. I know how to control it. I know the pieces that are going. But if you give it a couple of weeks off, it's like you're a little rusty and you can practice, you can prepare, but there's nothing like actually being on stage, having that stage time, knowing that you're a professional. And so the more you speak, the more you speak. Again, if you're starting out, get those reps, whatever you can do, get on podcasts, speak on in front of you know your sales team meetings, right? Speak at your local Toastmasters, get those reps, get your message down, um, feel more and more comfortable with it. So when that big game day comes and that big check is on the line and you're going to get paid for it, you're ready to go and you knock it out of the park. You no, know, that, that, that brings up a great question. So just to use a golf analogy, what is the driving range uh, for great speakers? What is that driving range? You, you hit on a couple points of the podcast, but what's the repetition? Yeah. Um, is it to write it out? Is it, do you record yourself? Do you get in front of a mirror? You know, what, what's even before going to the Toastmaster and some of those things? Are you scripted? How do you do it? Yeah. That's a good question, man. You know, and that's something that I still pick 
friends of mine's brain, speaker friends of mine. There is no right, one right way is what yeah. I will say. And the tough thing about the speaking world is like where comedians have comedy clubs, you don't necessarily have that as a speaker. There is Toastmasters, there's local chambers of commerce. You know, you can get on these miscellaneous things, but there aren't set speaking clubs where you can just go and try out material. I personally, and I think I learned this lesson a little bit last night. I am better if I'm like pretty, pretty well scripted. If I have four, five, six pages of my 60-minute keynote and it's laid out, not necessarily line for line, but pretty close. This idea goes into this story. This story then goes down to that point. That point transitions into this idea and kind of going through the whole thing, right? And, and when I run through that, I usually give myself at least, if I have a speech coming out, at least two weeks of lead time okay. where I'm every day for two weeks, I'm going through the script. I'm reading through the script. Okay, that goes into that. Then, you know, after about a week and a half in, the script's starting to move away. Within a week in, I'm doing it no script. And, you know, a couple of days before, it's like I'm running it through and it's clean and it's down. By that point, it's like literally within me. It's like that speech is in me. Yeah. Um, so I like to script it out. Look, I mean, I know I know some speakers that are better just a couple bullet points and they kind of like, hey, I know this goes here and, and I'm good to go. Um, there's no one right way to do it. I would say, look, the biggest thing is like, you can never be too prepared, right? And the worst thing is showing up on event day and going, man, I don't really know if I have this thing down. Yeah. There's also nothing better of like, man, all I got to do is remember my first two lines, get them hooked and this yeah. is over because I got this whole thing down. Like muscle memory, you just open your mouth and it just, bah, yeah. just comes out. Hey, maybe we've got a yeah. business that we could open. Maybe there's a business idea here. Maybe it's um, like a corporate open mic night. So those of you that are uh, professional mm. salespeople and speakers, you know, you just come out to a networking event and it's like you get four minutes on stage to do your thing. And then and then we we all snap totally. like this and the next person comes up, they get to tell their story. And then you kind of do a roundabout around cocktails. Like, hey, that story, you know, if you do this, you try this, whatever. Maybe there's a business there, totally. a little subscription type of a thing. I'm just saying, dude, I was there's a market. There's so, a market Joe, for what, it, I think. There might be, there might be, especially people who want to do video content, right? There's a lot of folks that want to get on that are just a sales manager, a director, and they write a lot of tech stuff. And I got to tell you, video is picking up. It's, it's more and more relevant on LinkedIn and, and TikTok and Instagram. And a lot of folks just don't know how to articulate or get on camera. And it's really powerful. Totally. If you get good at it, you start to create lead generation, demand for your brand, all those things. I'm curious, Joe, what is the best engagement that you've booked, uh, whether it be for yourself or for one of your one of your star uh, speakers? And what kind of feedback did you get from the brand that you booked it for from their audience, from their staff members? What was the best high, the biggest highlight? Let's do your victory lap here. Let's let's uh, spin some tires, man. There's been some good ones, man. There's been some good ones. Um, I, I think I know what the best one is, but I do want to put some notable the notable ones. One place I really, really enjoyed going to, um, and it was kind of during that like three, like I had that two to three week span where I was like my first time like really on tour as a speaker, right? Because things can go in waves as a speaker where you're speaking a lot within a, you know, a month period, it's busy season, and then it's kind of dead for a couple months. Yeah. Um, but I went up to Marshall University. We are Marshall. We are yeah. Marshall. Um, and man, there was just, there's just a special vibe to the place. It is one of the, it's in one of the smallest small towns that I know. Um, very humble, hardworking. Randy Moss, Randy Moss, man. That's, that's it. Crazy. And, and there is something about, I don't know, man, I come from a small town and there was something about being there. 
uh, hardworking people, nice people. You know, I think it's an oil town out in West Virginia. Um, and one, it's, yeah. you know, you see these towns that you never would see. But there is just also this feeling of everything that had happened there. I watched the We Are Marshall movie. I mean, I got emotional before I was going down there. I come from a, you know, a football background. And so I don't know, man, that's the one that stands out to me the most. That's the one that stands out to me the most. And the feedback that we got, the feedback I often get, like with my presentations and even from last night is, you know, someone who speaks on a topic, mental health, wellness, wellness-based leadership, mental, emotional wellness is you know, you made me feel like it was okay to talk about this stuff. Like you're opening the okay. dialogue to yeah. this topic that I feel I struggle with. And you made me think about it in a unique and more open manner. And I think that's ultimately like my goal, right? Like when I'm talking about a topic right. like that, my biggest pitch is if I can get y'all to think about this and start talking about this, I've done my job, right? Because often a lot of the places that I go into, whether it's college environments, corporate environments, professional environments, People are struggling a lot these days with mental and emotional well-being. And there isn't, there's still this stigma, right? There isn't this way of how do we communicate around this? How do we open up dialogues to talk about mental and emotional well-being and wellness? And I, if I can come in as a speaker and just shift the needle a little bit of, hey, now, now we're talking about this stuff a little bit more around the water cooler. It's like I've done my job. So Marshall University is the one that sticks out to me. There's a special vibe to that place. We're in conversations. Um, I'll probably be going back up there next fall. I have a good relationship with the guy who books us. Um, but it's a special place, man. Marshall's a special place, and I really enjoy my time there. Shout out to Marshall. Outstanding. You know, it, it is interesting as it relates to uh, mental health. There's so many people that just live in silence. And um, it's a shame. Yeah. The amount of uh, students out there and employees, um, you're not alone. Uh, and by the way, I'm sure Joe will back me on this. You ever want to talk, you send me a DM on LinkedIn. Yeah. I'll be there for you. That's right. Uh, because being in silence, That's being right. by yourself is no way to be. And guess what? There is hope. There is love. And there is a kind word for you when you need it. So uh, yeah. just want to say that, Joe. You you kind of light me up when you talk about those things. Those things are important to me. And it's, it's a great topic. And I can see how prideful you are about the topic in a positive pride yeah. way. Um, that, that was yeah. really heartfelt. So I appreciate that. Let's talk about your book, man. Being an author, yeah. like how long did it take for you to write the book? What's the name of the book? It's your flagship book for your company. Yeah, man. It's a funny story. So it's the MII human optimization plan, 64 days of motivational, inspirational, and informational quotes. Um, Man, I'll be honest, it did not take as long as I thought it would. I think it's like 160, 160 to 200 pages. It is oh, uh, the power book. of consistency. Yeah. And it's, it's simple, man. It's, it's a quotes book. You know, it's really easy. It probably took me like end to end to write it. It probably took me like three months, I'd say three to four months. Um, nice. I've just like locked in disciplined work. Like it was just like, I was, it was during the pandemic and it was literally, I would wake up before I turn on my phone, I take a shower and it was the first thing that I would do in the morning. I would just go over and write. You know, for 30 minutes, 45, I'd go, I'd get my coffee, I'd come back, I'd get a little in and then I'd be saturated. And it was like, I'd be done for the day. 
And I just did that consistently for like three, four months. Then you get to the editing process, putting it together. And then, you know, the whole publishing process is a completely different thing. But it's funny, man. Like I wrote it at the start of my speaking career where I was like, oh, you got to have a book and I can sell it at speaking (laughs) engagements. I can make more money. It'll credentialize me, all this stuff. And I mean, honestly, man, since I've wrote it, it was just like I wrote it and I haven't really thought about it too much. I sold it to a bunch of friends. You know, it's gotten out into the world. Um, but it's not something that I, I kind of did it for me. It was like, Hey, I want to write this. I want to be an author. I did it. Bang. We got it out there. Um, and I've sold it, you know, at the back of the room and we've run up deals where you sell books as well. In addition to the speaking engagement. Um, but dude, super, super simple. It's just these quotes. I've always been a big quotes guy, particularly as I was going through my own mental health journey, personal development, transformational journey. And what it was, it was just, Hey, these are the quotes, 64 of them. Some of them are from me. The most of them are from other people that have influenced me in my life. And here's the quote. Here's what it means to me. Here's how I think it is. Here's how it was relevant to my life. Here's what I think about it. Here's how I think you can use it in your life. Bang. Here's the next quote. Um, So it's broken down into four sections, 64 different quotes. Very, very easy read. Um, It's available on on Amazon. Again, the MII Human Optimization Plan, Joe Johnston. You'll be able to find it. Um, super easy read. It's like, you know, you keep by the bedside. If you just need a little extra motivation, boom, you pick it up, read a couple quotes, on to the next, right? Um, so it was fun. It was really, you know, it was a fulfilling process for me to write it and to get it out. I don't think I'll be writing another book for a little while, but it was good to be like, you know, it was on that before you turn 30, write a book, yeah, yeah. bang, done. Um, and so we, we crossed it off the bucket list. It's out into the world and look, it has a life of its own. You know, people pick it up. I probably, you know, it, they read it and that's awesome, you know? And so it's a legacy thing. It lives on, it's out there, it's helping people. And that's the ultimate You're goal. published, man. I got mad respect for that. It's absolutely outstanding. I'm curious, Joe, like, you know, some of, some of what you're doing, I'm sure has gone through a level of education. There's some that you've been taught. You've been able to rub shoulders with some, some fantastic speakers. You've had coaches in your life being an athlete. Uh, but it's also in your DNA. There's some of what I hear from you that's innate. Um, tell me yeah. about your parents kind of like, or, or somebody that's influential in your personal life that, that that's kind of bled into you. Cause I got to tell you, like, you're the type of person I can hang out with, man. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where There's no break in the conversation. You're just able to kind of pick yeah. up and some people are just born with that. So where do you think that came from? Dude, that's a good question. And it's funny. And I really appreciate you saying that. And I'll tell you why. Um, Meeting Planner said that to me as well last night. Um, and she was like, look, this, is, this wasn't great about it, but you have an essence about you. And the reason that I'm saying this is like, I don't think I've always realized that. And I'm just starting to realize that in my life. And that's an important point too, man. It's like, there are things in you, there are things in you that you might not see. And, and, and it takes someone else saying it about you for you to be like, you know what? I think you're right. I think I do have that. Right. (laughs) We're all on, we're, we're critics. So dude, I really appreciate that compliment. It was my parents, but I think, you know, it was also, uh, it was also my community. Um, I'm very big on, you know, where you come from. And mm-hmm. I came from a, I came from a very small town, like I mentioned. And it was, uh, man, it was like, it was like perfect. Like how I grew up was amazing, right? There were some things that happened, obviously, that, you know, I had to work my way through. But I think to answer your point, a little bit was innate, right? That kind of nature nurture thing. I think a little bit of it was nature, but I think a lot of it was also nurture in terms of the community. And what I mean by that is I grew up 
with, I mean, I still have a group chat with like 12 of my hometown boys that, you know, I'm going home for a buddy's bachelor party and I'll see half of them in three weeks. Right. And so I had that. Now, on top of that, and I think this was really critical is I also had like all of their parents as well. Right. So it was like my parents and we had a close knit community, but it was also like Austin's parents, JJ's parents, you know, Matt's parents, Kyle's parents, all these different parents. And they were all friends. And so there is this community aspect to growing up. And I think what that did is it made me feel comfortable like being myself. Right. It made me feel comfortable being that kind of goofy, outgoing, loud person because I knew, you know, the community accepted me and there was love there. And so I had that kind of that backbone early on. And so I think that I think that was a big piece of it. Um, for me, in terms of inspirations, I mean, there's been a lot, truthfully, a lot of them, like from a higher level perspective, have been comedians. Bill Burr was huge. You know, listening to his podcast and just hearing like life on the road, man, going out with your friends. And dude, for me, I think it's, it's always been like, I never wanted to live an ordinary life. And the thought of, you know, going and chasing a dream, like being a professional speaker was always just super attractive to me. Um, and I also had that kind of Gary V mentality of like, man, I can take that risk young and go all in on a dream and build it up over time when I don't have too, too many responsibilities. And like, let's just go see what we can make happen. So that's been huge for me. Um, and it's been a journey, man. But to your point, we're still on the come up. Things are growing. If every, you know, I track my numbers year over year. It's like this month, last year, we're doing a lot better this year, this month than we were last month, last year, last month. So um, it's good, man. It's all about progress. But I think it was that community growing up and then that influence through technology to some of these higher level figures of, man, this is possible to live a life like that. Let me kind of navigate what that's going to look like for me. It's Lloyd, like Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. We're really doing it, are we, Harry? You know, it's kind of <laughs> like, like you're going to take that risk early, man. You got to go. You got to go where you can plug into the social structure, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's good facts, stuff, man. man. I can, facts. I feel it. Good movie, too. Great movie. One of my favorites. Should have won an Oscar. Um, you yes. know, I think about this, and you mentioned this early on that there's this gap between like you're going, you're going, you're going, and then you've got a gap. What you do is an event-driven industry, much like Club Colors. You're not just going to mm-hmm. wake up and sell somebody to all of a sudden throw an event with speakers. Like they have to have an event and yeah. then you have to be the, the person front of mind that they think of. So a lot of your marketing yeah. and a lot of your, your gap in between is building that up. So let's talk to the yeah. folks right now that are about to have an event and they're considering a speaker. Yeah. What are some of the objections that you get that are not well-founded, that are surface level. Let's just squash the objections right now for everybody so we can turn into a clip. We could just send them the clip and they go, oh, well, Joe, I didn't know that. Let's move forward. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest one that we get is you have two people, right? You have the people that historically brought in speakers and they're going to bring in a speaker every year because they see the value in it. And I don't, I don't, it, with that one, there's not really much objections. The one is the individual that you're talking about is like, should I even bring in a speaker? Yeah. And why would I bring in a speaker? Right. And so let's hit on that one. Like the biggest thing is what we already talked about is bringing in the value that an external expert with a story, with a message, with an area of deep expertise that is aligned that you want that is aligned to what you want to bring to your audience. The value of bringing someone in externally 
to come in, align with your brand, and promote your brand and the message that you want them to promote, coupled with their unique experience, expertise, and story is immeasurable. That's the biggest thing. I think it's right? how it is. is. Yeah. You know, uh, at, a, at any brand, any management team eventually starts to sound like Charlie Brown's teacher. Having somebody come in with a unique perspective and a different version of the story to tell the story in their own way, but it's consistent with the overall brand message, creates validation and a connection. So it makes the message that you've been saying for four months to your staff members that is starting to get, um, you know, boring or starting to get stale. It it kind of supercharges that, while at the same time. It hits a whole bunch of different personality types that maybe the message never sank in with the first time. Totally, totally. And look, like we're also not ignorant to the fact that we come in and a speaker does a presentation and that's going to transform the organization forever. Truthfully, I honestly think like in my opinion, and obviously I'm a little biased, it's like we should be on at least quarterly engagements, yeah. right? At least quarterly, hey, maybe we do one kickoff at the beginning of the a, year a big, and then and we then do a three-month, boom, a three-month, yeah, three-month touch point. Exactly, man, right? To keep the message going. And we're playing with more of that, right? It's like one of the things that we're doing a lot with our clients is we're not just going to do a keynote. We're going to do a keynote. And like last night, we're going to do a workshop afterwards with your leadership team. After that, in three months, we're going to do a virtual 30-minute follow-up with that same leadership team and check in and see how the needle has moved based on our past conversation and where we need to move it more. And in in, in numbers-driven departments like a sales team, yeah. we can actually measure you that, right? What were the numbers looking like before? Yep. Boom. Exactly. So, you know, we're getting more data driven in that, in that area. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's to your point, it's validation, right? It's like, you're right. You know, you, you don't necessarily need an external guest speaker, but if I can show you the value in the data of like what a speaker has done with other organizations and how that's moved the needle, that's where it comes in is you can preach that message all day, but after a while, it's going to get stale. There's something that a speaker, that's something that a good speaker, a transformational speaker, can do at an event that can jumpstart an organization that can all jumpstart a community. And I mean, look, look at some of the greatest, you know, revolutionary individuals of our time, Martin Luther King Jr., you know, certain different presidents, right? Like individuals who were change makers, we remember their speeches, right? And we remember them on stage and how they were able to deliver. And that's what moved the needle and, and led to the transformation that has made us who we are today. Objection overcome. Okay, so let's Let's talk about industry. Industries are changing. Branding is changing. Over the last five years, though, a lot of things have changed. Technology is changing. Social media presence. Personal branding is becoming bigger. Um, and, And as we alluded to, some more of the human of the human type topics are becoming more vocalized within brands, within industries. You know, HR for such a long time was representative uh, more of the legalities of an organization to protect the total, <laughs> to, to protect leadership. I think it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. as much protect the people. I think it's become more about protecting the people in an organization. So we're seeing changes that are happening. So which types of topics and, and uh, types of speakers are most relevant and most sought after for brands these days? 
Yeah, man. So let's go to this is this is exclusive of the inspirational, motivational um, and or like the celebrity category. And this is what I mean by that before I answer your question is like, look, like there are certain conferences, events, large companies that they're just going to want a Gary V, right? They're going to want to they're going to want a big name and Eric Thomas or whatever it is. And like that is the elite of the elite. They're going to want a Matthew McConaughey, Tom Brady, that's whatever. I'm sure he'll be starting his speaking career. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's ex- exclusive of that. Problems that need to be solved, there's three big ones, and we chatted briefly of these earlier. Number one is mental health. Like 95% of the decision makers and the meeting planners that we talk to today across all industries, when they give us a list of topics, mental health is on pretty much every single one of them. Um, and I think there's a variety. Yeah, there's a variety of reasons for that, but mental health is number one. Wow. Number two, I would say, is DEI. Uh, So diversity, equity, inclusion, sometimes DEIB, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And so speakers who can bring that to organizations and really just educate us on what is that, right? What is DEI? What is DEIB? How can we be more diverse, you know, equitable and inclusive within our organizations? Um, And how do we not just make this, you know, a box that needs to get checked? I think that is very critical. And then the third one, which I think this will always be in the top three, um, is leadership. Right. General leadership strategies, unique perspectives on leadership um, is absolutely huge. Leadership is massive. I think it always will be. It can mean different things to different organizations. You know, we can talk about leadership from a variety of different lenses. We can meld leadership with pretty much any topic. We can talk about leading diverse teams. We can talk about leading a team through the lens of mental and emotional well-being. Um, but I'd say those are the top three problems that we are seeing right now. And then look, I mean, there's some there's some secondary ones. LGBTQ, which kind of falls into that DEI category is big. Um, sales obviously is huge. You know, how to increase sales, performance, productivity um, is ob- obviously big. And you know, community building, culture, dealing with change, that stuff. But I'd say those are those are sort of the three big ones that uh, that we're seeing in problems. To Amazing! Solve. In the top three, all of what you spoke about is very much people focused. It's very much yeah. feeling focused. It's very much how to move the needle on people, how to get an extra five yeah. percent buy in, how to get an extra ten percent uh, out of somebody to become more of a brand champion, how to get people more involved, how to make people feel more engaged and feel better about themselves. That's amazing to me. I bet 15 years ago would have been how to drive your leads, how to increase your sales, how to hit more profit. Uh, That's really inspiring that, that the world is shifting. Soft versus hard skills, right? Soft versus hard skills. Very cool. Well, guess what? We are about to enter into the fun part of the podcast. Not to say that this hasn't been absolutely outstanding. Joe, you are a spectacular guest and you've lit up the room. Uh, but this is the hot iron with JMO, Joe Johnston style, and we are going to take it away. So are you ready, sir? You're on the clock, two minutes, although we're not really keeping score. And by the way, there is no right answer, but you better get your answers right. Are you ready? Cool. Let's get it. And away we go. Question number one, what makes for a perfect t-shirt? Ooh. Plain, keep it simple. Plain, keep it simple. Not a fan in the screen print industry, but we'll give it to him. What is the most audibly pleasing language of all time? Ooh, <laughs> Spanish. Spanish. I would have taken love my for- Hispanic women. Oh, we like the Latinas. That's correct. <laughs> 
If you were a dancer on Dancing with the Stars, and I'm talking about like you were one of the actual dancers on the show, like paid for dancers, professional dancer, right? Who would you want your celebrity dance partner to be? Mm, we'll stick with the last answer, Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. Here we go. This is we're off and running, Joe. This is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Name the best oh, vacation yeah. destination you've been to and why. Oh, Rome, Italy. Um, I just went there recently, so it's top of mind. But the heritage, man, I'm 50% Italian, so you got to go with the heritage. Rome, Italy. He's going heritage. That is correct. You got to love the Italians. Name the brand. Oh, excuse me. Who is the best public speaker of all time? Tony Robbins, the goat, man. The goat. Tony Robbins, that is correct. How can you not be inspired when that guy smiles at you? Although I do want to get teeth whitening systems after I see him. Yeah. Name the brand Would that you? makes you feel the best about yourself when you wear it or use their product. Am I a professional speaking, baby? Got to wear that it. sweatshirt That's every day. On the show. We are on the show to promote your brand. That's a five tap. What is the best TV sitcom of all time and why? Seinfeld, hands down. Show about totally agree. Totally agree. Kramer and George Costanza, you can't find a better duo. They are amazing. You can't beat it. You cannot beat it. Can't beat it. Bonus question. Are you ready? This is going to go back to something you said about your your upbringing. Are you ready? Bonus question. They say it takes a village. Do you agree? And for what topic does this best apply? 100% agree. It best applies for the topic of understanding relationships, man, and the importance of relationships and culture and community and the fact that that's what drives everything, man. It's all about creating a community. That is absolutely right. You have made it through the hot iron with J-Mo. This is Joe Johnston style, the head coach of MII speaking professional speaking absolutely brilliant by the way maybe we need to get you one of those t-shirts if you're wearing plain t-shirts we could probably put a logo on that t-shirt for you joe we could man let's 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 talk i'm sure that i could do that for you so in closing joe how do people get a hold of you why should they get a hold of you what's the best avenue to do so and give us some of the uh upcoming events that you're working on yeah, great question. So two different ways that you can get a hold of us, two different individuals to get a hold of us. If you are looking to have a conversation around an event, a meeting that you are planning, or just having a relationship with an agency to bring in different experts for, again, whether it's a monthly speaker series, a virtual quarterly speaker series, as much as we're serving events one-off, I'm looking for long-term relationships, right? And so that's the first way to get in touch with me. You can find me on LinkedIn, Joe Johnston. MII professional speaking, I'll come up or Instagram at the Joe Johnston. Second way is if you are an expert, um, you're a coach, you're an expert with a message, maybe you've done some speaking, you're looking to take your speaking business to the next level, reach out to me as well. We have a full scale coaching and consulting program along with my business partner, Aaron Golub. Uh, we are where we are helping teach speakers how to launch and scale their professional speaking businesses. Uh, was there another question in there? I'm trying to think. What are some of the upcoming too. events that we can get people excited about? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we just did we just did a Texas A&M school last night. Texas A&M, uh, one University. of clients. Boom. Yes, yes. Let's go. Uh, we're in the system. So we had Texas A&M. We're we're looking at. We got a couple of with our top client, the University of Memphis. We have Lamar University. I have a virtual presentation for an association next week. 
Um, and then we got the Club Colors kickoff this summer, baby. That's what we're doing Let's as well. Go. I got my eyes on. Let's go. Let's we're bringing go, for the grand opening of the new building. Let's go. I got to talk to the CEO. So we need CEO approval. CEO approval. All right. We'll cut that part. Just kidding. We're going to leave it in. That's a winner. Joe Johnston, I want you to remember something. First off, I appreciate your friendship and I love being connected with you on LinkedIn. And I hope to continue to partner with you and collaborate. But I want you to know something. You, sir, have been in the club. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining in. If this wasn't fun, man, you'd better drink a Jolt Cola or maybe have a Red Bull. This was a good time. I don't know. I'm I'm fired oh. up. I uh, We appreciate yeah. you joining in. Remember, In the Club is sponsored by SalesCast. Thank you, SalesCast, for everything that you do. If you're wondering who Club Colors is, please check us out at www.clubcolors.com. We are your all-in-one brand management firm. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be well. Cheers. In the Club is powered by Club Colors. Club Colors is the premium marketing solution for all branded apparel and promotional products utilized to drive your brand awareness and brand success. From concept to doorstep, Club Colors can source over 9 million different product solutions, decorate your logo, create custom kitting solutions, manage all logistics, and build, manage, and curate your company online store. The full, comprehensive, all-in-one solution for your brand. Our brand promise is right solution, right place, right time. Allow Club Colors to create an inspiring brand experience for you and your team. Check us out at www.clubcolors.com. Dot com.